Hey, good morning. Good morning. morning. Uh, You might have noticed um, uh, I have some hair. I'm not George, um, but uh, I'm just one of the other pastors here at Whitewater Church. Uh, Our George are lead pastors um, uh, taking taking the week off and just getting ready. We're so excited for next week just for the Vision Sunday, just hearing uh, where we're headed. We have some big news. We have a special surprise announced for our church, so we're just, we're so excited. Uh, please, 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 you'll want to come back next week. You'll want to be a part of the experience. Um, it'll, it will be worth it. Uh, so these last few weeks, we've actually, we've been in this series called Won't You Be My Neighbor? And I'm, I'm so glad that you guys are here today, uh, because we're going to actually talk about uh, forgiveness. It is hard to be a good neighbor without forgiveness. And there is a lot that can be talked about with forgiveness. So because there's just so much in this subject, um, I'm just going to go and I'm just going to jump right in. Um, let me go ahead and pray. Lord, uh, would you be with us this morning? I, I pray your hand upon this message. Um, God, would you be with each and every one of our hearts here? I, I pray that your spirit would speak through to us and, and anything that we would need to know or you're speaking to us when it comes to this topic, forgiveness, would, would you reveal that? Would that be known to us this morning? In your name I pray. Uh, Ephesians 4.32, this is uh, Paul talking. Um, he says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. The Bible, it has this phrase, uh, forgiving one another for a reason, because we offend each other, we sin against each other, and the Bible says because this happens all the time, we have to practice forgiveness. Uh, First off, uh, forgiveness, I, I think it's one of the hardest things you'll ever do. You will not feel like forgiving someone who has offended you. When someone's mean to you or they offend you, you do not want to wish them well. You want to offend them back. You want to tell them where to go, tell them what to do. Forgiving someone is one of the hardest things we'll ever do. And the second thing when it comes to forgiving, it is not possible to have uh, relationships without forgiveness. Uh, so think about it. It is not possible to have a marriage without forgiveness. It's not possible to have roommates for a very long without forgiveness. You can't have close friendships or succeed in a business without forgiving all the little expense, um, uh, things that, that, are, that they do, all these little offenses that friends and coworkers on a daily basis without forgiveness. It's not possible to have relationships because as human beings, we offend each other every single day. Uh, my wife, Audrey, and I, we annoy each other every day. Well, let, let me take that back. I, I annoy my wife for the record. I annoy my wife every day. We love each other, but pretty much every day, one of us, possibly me, does something to bother the other person. Um, Audrey, she's annoyed at my driving. She's annoyed at my eating. She's annoyed at my sleeping. Um, when we're eating dinner together, um, I, have a, I, have, I, I grew up with just a, um, a single dad, and he, he was in the military, um, so, so I grew up there, I didn't realize there's a, I guess, a pace for eating. You just had in front of you, you ate. There wasn't really a conversation, and uh, you just got on with your day. So I'm reminded all the time that this is not a race. Um, I learned when I get out of bed in the morning, it's extremely loud. I didn't, no one taught me the proper way to get out of bed, apparently. And when I yawn, someone thinks it could be unbearable to their ears. 
Now, let me tell you what annoys me about her. She thinks I'm doing this on purpose. When actually, you know, I'm, I'm fairly mindless about it. I don't even know why she's annoyed half the time. But I do things all the time that annoy her. And the point is, we are flawed. Every single one of us. We bump and ding each other every single day simply because we're human. Which is why forgiveness and letting little things go is so critical for any relationship to work. Uh, this, this summer, I got a deal on a, a smart thermostat. And if you know what a, a smart thermostat does, it, it supposedly it helps you be more energy efficient. Um, I'm actually able to see how many hours we, we, run, we run the heater, and it'll actually give me suggestions on what temperature I can um, shift it to to be more eco-friendly to save money. And when I saw our first electric bill this winter, I was shocked. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to turn on the energy efficiency setting on this smart thermostat. And just to let you guys know, I'm originally from Arizona, so I, I actually I get cold very easily. But for some reason, my, bodily, my body naturally adapted to the temperature after I saw the electric bill. <laughs> but you know, for my wife, she didn't share the same experience. Um, the, so for some of you guys, this might not be cold at all, but um, it, it, was, it was for some people in our house. But uh, So we shifted, so the smart thermostat changed it to 66 degrees. And I, I was fine. But I did not start realizing it might be a little too cold till my wife started wearing her winter jacket in the morning around the house. Um, and so I was like, you know, maybe, maybe we could turn it up. Let me, let me look into it. And then so I'm looking on, on the smart thermostat, and there's a small print where it says the eco-friendly. It says, turn on this setting only when not using the home. So the whole time for weeks, we're inside the house. I have this setting on constantly as if we're not home. Um, I understand why they put the word smart in the device. Uh, perhaps they, they're like, you must be smart to operate this type of equipment. I did not have the in intelligent capacity to understand fully how to use this. Um, and you know what, my wife? She could have lost it on me. Instead, she was extremely kind as I could not imagine what was going on in her mind as I confessed to her that actually we didn't need to be suffering for weeks and weeks and weeks at this temperature. Um, I, think my, I think my wife realized if we're going to be, if we're going to be best friends, uh, we have to let certain things go. Uh, this was, with, without putting words, she knew forgiveness. Uh, she knew it hurt our marriage, it hurt our friendship, if we're going to be in relationships, we're going to have to let certain things go. I think a great definition of forgiveness is this. Forgiveness is choosing to let something go. Forgiveness is choosing. It's, it's making a choice. It's choosing to let revenge go, or I'm going to get back at them, or I'm going to pay them back. Uh, Forgiveness is refusing to let my anger go, even though what you said really makes me mad. I'm just going to overlook that. I'm going to take a deep breath, and I'm going to just I'm just going to let that one pass. I, I, you know, actually, I don't like what you did. I don't like what you said. But you know, be, because you're a human being, 
who's a sinner like me, I'm going to make the choice for the sake of the relationship. I'm going to choose to let that one go. And without forgiveness, I'm telling you, it is impossible to have relationships because we do things all the time that, to offend each other. Uh, what we need, we need undeserved forgiveness, unearned kindness. And I think, I think that from God and, and others need, I think, I think that, that from God and others, I think we, we need that sometimes. And that is the truth of forgiveness. So how, how does forgiveness work? How does it work to have undeserved ki- forgiveness, unearned kindness? How does that work? And how does, how does God apply it to me? And how do I apply that to other people? And you know, some of you guys might be sitting here and be like, you know, Scott, I, you have no idea, idea about of, for me to be able to forgive someone. Um, you have no idea what this person did to me. Um, he or she abused me, they lied to me, abandoned me, maybe they stole from me, they, they assaulted me. How, how can I forgive them for that? I think some of us are having su- have such deep wounds from someone that hurt us that the idea of forgiveness, it's, it's just, it's not even possible. And we're, we're going to talk about that. Um, but when it, before I think we talk about that, when it comes to relationships with others, I think there's a few things first that we need to know about forgiveness. Um, if you guys are taking notes, um, this is part of the outline, but uh, I, I thought there's a couple things I think is important for what forgiveness isn't. And, and the first is forgiveness is not ignoring or excusing someone else's sin. It's, forgiveness is not ignoring or excusing someone's sin. If someone in your family, uh, your dorm or work is abusive or they're addicted, or let's say they're just plain lazy, no one, no one should excuse that. Forgiveness does not mean let bad behavior just slide. Uh, you may need to confront that person. You may need to put boundaries around that relationship so they do not keep offending or hurting people. So let's be clear. Forgiveness does not mean you just ignore or excuse someone's sinful, destructive behavior. That's not what forgiveness is. And second, forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to continue the relationship. Forgiveness does not mean I have to continue the relationship. You, we can forgive somebody. You can choose to let something go. You can, you can let it go, but you still might need to end the relationship because of who they are because, or what they, what they do. Uh, for an example, if, if, if you have an employee who is, who is dishonest, uh, you can forgive them, but you still might need to fire them. Uh, we should not put up with that. You can let it go and forgive them but you might need to end the relationship. If you have a roommate that steals from you, you can forgive that person. I, c- I could overlook that offense, but it's still, I might need to change roommates. Forgiveness does not mean we have to continue. You, we can forgive someone and still end the relationships, and sometimes we need to do that. There's, sometimes there, there's consequences. Yet with forgiveness, I have, to, I have to let go of those negative feelings 
And, but there are consequences for people's actions and part, sometimes as I, is, is ending their relationship. And finally, I think this is so key to forgiveness. Um, forgiveness is not fair. If you're looking for fair, forget it. Life is not fair. Forgiveness is not fair. Revenge is fair. Getting even is fair. Forgiveness is not fair. When, when somebody hurts you, when somebody offends you, or let's say they take something from you, uh, they may owe you an apology. They may owe you money. They might owe you some compensation, perhaps. They owe you something. You know, that, that would be fair. But forgiveness is not fair. Uh, we can't expect fair. If, if we want relationships with others, forgiveness is not fair. Which leads me to a very, very good question. Why on earth should I forgive someone? Why should I do this? Why should I let someone off the hook and let it go? Why should I do that when someone who owes me? Why? And if you guys forget everything else I say today, um, I I don't want you guys to forget this. It's not on your outline, but if you're taking notes, um, if you forget everything, if you only leave with one nugget today, um, remember this. Forgiveness is primarily for us. Forgiveness is primarily for us. Uh, And before we can discuss how to forgive others, uh, I think we first need to understand God's forgiveness for us. Uh, Matthew six twelve says this, and forgive us our sins just as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. Uh, and this, this is part of the Lord's Prayer. I think it's one of the best models for us when it comes to forgiveness is how Jesus Christ has forgiven us. So what does it look like for the Lord to forgive our sins? Uh, Jesus taught, uh, taught us this when he taught us how to pray. He says, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. He taught us the power of forgiveness, how it brings freedom in our lives. And and there's a few few ways he does that. And um, this is on your island, but uh, forgiveness means that, it it just plainly means that God forgives us. God is willing to give us a completely fresh start. God is willing to give us a completely clean slate. He's willing to remove our debt. He's willing to set us free. And the problem, I, th- I think we get used to this, this good news. It, you know, it, it doesn't take going to church very long, uh, perhaps even a few weeks for you to hear that, you know, God, God's forgiven us. But, you know, after, after, after a while, you, I could even see, see something in this room like, you know, Scott, I know about that. I know about forgiveness. Let's, what, can we talk? What's, what's another subject? What's something else that we can talk about? But um, rather than getting focused on that, that one thing, you know, forgiveness it, it changes everything, uh, but I think we get used to it. And, and forgiveness, it's not a theological fact. It's a personal gift. It's a gift from God to us. So here's, here's a question I have for today is, uh, do you feel forgiven? You know, you, I, you can understand that forgiveness is a fact, you know, whether, whether we feel it or not. But, you know, it, it bothers me. Um, there's a lot of people simply just do not feel forgiven. And, and this is why it bothers me. And instead of feeling forgiven, a lot of people just feel guilty. And there is a problem when you feel guilty, but you don't, you don't feel forgiven. 
Um, you might have heard you might might have heard this before, but I, I hear this this quite a bit as a pastor. I'll hear people say, you know, I just I feel so I just feel so guilty. I feel so guilty for what I've done. But have you ever heard someone say, you know what? I just feel so forgiven today. I feel so forgiven. Uh, you know, we we don't say that, but we should say that because that is what God has done for us in His forgiveness in Jesus Christ. Forgiveness is not an emotion but a genuine experience of God's forgiveness in our lives. Uh, that emotion, when it, when, it seeps, when it seeps deeply in our hearts, when, when you feel guilty, I, it actually it draws us away from God. No one wants to be next to someone that, that makes them feel guilty. But when you feel forgiven, it actually it drives you closer to God because you know his love, you know his grace, you know his forgiveness. And here's my second point I think was so crucial is, uh, you know, God, God wants to forgive us. He, he wants to forgive us. God, God wasn't forced into it. He chose to be, do it because of his love. And one of the ways to feel forgiven is to recognize how God feels about forgiving us. He wants to forgive us. He doesn't have to. He chooses to forgive us. You know, God, God chose to let it go. Uh, the Bible says, and this is in Nehemiah 17, um, this is a speaking to the Israelites. They say, uh, they refused to obey and didn't pay any attention to the miracles you did for them. Instead, they rebelled and appointed a leader to take them back into slavery in Egypt. But you are a God of forgiveness, always ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to become angry, and full of love and mercy. You didn't abandon them. Man, he's always, God is always ready to forgive. And, and God is not reluctant to forgive us. He loves to forgive. He wants to forgive. He's full of love and mercy and it's overflowing from him, and he wants in every one of our lives. And here, here's my third point I think is crucial about, with, about God's forgiveness is, you know, that God, he, he freely forgives us. So not only does God forgive us, he wants to forgive us, and then he freely forgives us. There's nothing I can do to earn forgiveness because it, could, it couldn't be earned. It is such a great gift that he gave it to us freely. It's, the gift's already been given. Uh, Romans 3, 23 um, and 24, and a lot of people, it's easy to remember Romans 23. It says, yes, all have sinned. All fall short, short of God's glorious ideal. But I think 24 is so key. It says, yet now God declares us not guilty of offending him if we trust in Jesus Christ who in his kindness freely takes away our sins. Uh, this verse reminds us that you can never earn God's forgiveness. It's, it's a gift of grace. You know, and, and just because it's free, it, it doesn't mean it didn't cost, cost uh, nothing. It, it, cost, it cost God everything. You know, Jesus died on the cross in order to offer us this, this, this gift of forgiveness. He paid the price we wouldn't pay, so we wouldn't have to pay that price. 
forgiveness for Jesus, it, it cost him his life. Uh, it cost him his death on the cross. And for you and I, it is, it's absolutely free. When we freely trust in God, God freely forgives us because, you know, we're, we're human. And I, I think forgiveness is our greatest need. Uh, Jesus Christ, because he is God, decided he would give us the greatest gift, this incredible gift of forgiveness. Now, now look, look, look at this gift. God is willing to absolutely wipe the slate clean in our life, to totally forgive everything in our life. What would, what would keep anyone from receiving that gift? I, I was thinking about, you know, I think, I think there's two, two reasons that can fall into why we wouldn't be thinking about receiving that gift. And um, I think the first one is uh, you just you would, don't believe it. You simply don't possibly believe it's true. How, how could something that good be true? You know, even though billions of lives have been changed, uh, you don't believe it. But, you know, the fact, the fact of Jesus dying on the cross, it is true. God, God does love you. There is forgiveness for us. Uh, and I think, I think the second reason why people have a hard time accepting this truth, and I think maybe m- more people fall into this category, it's, it's not that we don't believe it. We, th- we think we don't deserve it. Um, you look around, just if you may be sitting here right now, you know, looking around, and you think all these nice church people here, uh, if, if they only knew what I've done, uh, they would know this part of the message, this part of the message is just not for me. Uh, you, you might be thinking, you know, I, I don't deserve that kind of forgiveness because what I have done, because what I've said, I, I just absolutely don't deserve it. So I just want to just let me say for a moment, just so you guys are comfortable here, if you're feeling that way, those nice church people sitting next to you, they're, they're not as nice as you really think. Um, in fact, let's take the next five minutes and we'll discuss how not nice we are to each other. How does that sound? <laughs> so just, you laugh because it's true. Um, we, we, all, we all have our stories, and um, inc- including myself here, um, and you're, you're not alone. We all struggle, but it doesn't matter because God's forgiveness is greater than any sin. It's greater than any past. The grace of forgiveness is for every one of us. No one, no one deserves to be forgiven. I can't. It can't be deserved. It, it's, it, it's, a, it's a gift God wants to give. And you may, while, while we're talking about forgiveness, not sure if, if you are forgiven. You know, it may be the first time you've been to church, or maybe you've been here a long time, or, you know, maybe you get, you've been here for years and years and years. As, as I'm talking about this, you're thinking, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure, sure if I'm forgiven. Um, you can be sure right now. You can be sure because it's a gift and it's given freely. Uh, right now, you can, you can accept that gift. So how, how do I get that gift? By trusting God, by trusting Jesus Christ. Just, just trust him right now. Um, you don't have to bow your head. You don't have to close your eyes. You can just you can pray with your eyes open. You can, you can just say, Jesus Christ, I accept your gift of forgiveness right now. Thank you for loving me enough to give me your life so that I can have this unbelievable gift of forgiveness. 
So Jesus, in your name, I trust you right now for your forgiveness. It's, it's, a, it's a very simple prayer. A prayer that changes everything. A prayer that changes eternity because he has given us this gift of forgiveness. We can trust him to give us this gift because he, he said he would give it. He freely gives this gift as he freely gives this gift. And you know what that gift does? It, it sets us free. Uh, this is Colossians 2, 13. It says this, it says, you were dead because of your sins. And because your sinful nature was not yet cut away, then God made you alive with Christ. For he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Jesus paid for our sins. We are forgiven. As I'm talking about this, and there, 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 there's something inside you feeling like, man, this is not right. I know what I've done. If you're feeling that way, that, that's good. The, the truth of the matter is it's, it's not right. We're not, we're not spending time here talking about justice. We're, we're talking about forgiveness. And God very well could have ex- chose to exercise justice on each of us. But instead, he decided to choose forgiveness. He chose to show us love over justice. Um, God, he decided to choose, to, to choose forgiveness. He chose love. Um, so I want to go back from a few moments ago where he talked about, you know, how, how, how does God help us with our struggles to forgive? And I'm, I'm assuming that all of us struggle in some way to forgive. And I, I think there's two reasons, two main reasons why we struggle to forgive. And, and one reason we struggle is because, um, I have not been forgiven. If I haven't been forgiven, I don't have anything, I don't have the ability to forgive others. If I haven't been forgiven by God, I can't give you forgiveness, you know, not not in the way God intended. If I don't feel forgiven, I may not feel like forgiving you. And because um, when, when I sense that I have been forgiven, I'm I'm able to share that forgiveness to others. So that's actually why, instead of taking in the beginning, just explaining how do I, how do I deal with people who've hurt me really badly? How do I forgive them? I think one of the most important things to go to first is, is to realize that we're forgiven. Because if I'm forgiven, if I can experience God's forgiveness the way he's intended, I'm going to be able to forgive others a lot more easier. Um, and again, p- forgiveness is primary for our benefit. It's for our health. It's for our happiness. It's for our freedom. Forgiveness is primarily for us. It's not merely for the other person who hurt us. It, it's for our well-being. And, you know, the Bible teaches forgiveness. It's not, it's not conditional. It's not conditioned on something that somebody else earned or something somebody else says. Other people don't have to earn our forgiveness before we give it. They, they don't have to ask for it. Uh, people do not have to earn our forgiveness any more than we could earn God's forgiveness. When it comes to forgiving other people, forgiveness is absolutely unconditional. There is no sin, nothing that we do not forgive. And you know, that, that is such a challenging thought, especially as a, a new follower of Christ. I remember struggling with this. The idea that there is no sin, there's nothing we do not forgive. And 
I think, I think a powerful example of, of just God's power with that, um, you know, the, the world saw um, an incredible example of forgiveness a few years ago. On, on, uh, on June uh, 2015 at Mother Emanuel Church in Charleston, South Carolina, you know, we, we saw an example of genuine, honest, real forgiveness. Uh, you, you might remember a, a young man, he actually walked into a Wednesday night Bible study and at that Bible study at the church, he took the lives of nine people. And at the arraignment a few days later, the church showed up at his arraignment and they expressed a kind of forgiveness the world is not used to seeing. At the arraignment, uh, Nadine Collier, this, this is she said to the perpetrator, I, I forgive you. You took something very precious from me. You hurt me. You hurt a lot of people. But God forgives you, so I forgive you. The New York Times, they, what they wrote about that arraignment, the New York Times says, it was as if the Bible study had never ended. As one after another, victims' family members offered lessons on forgiveness, testaments to a faith that is not compromised by violence or grief. Uh, the Wall Street Journal, it, it called it a miracle. And in South Carolina, within, within days, a decades-long battle was over. Uh, the Confederate flag that had been flying at the state capitol that represented so much hate to so many people, uh, because of their forgiveness, the tone changed the conversation. And instead of it being an opportunity for more violence, an opportunity for more hate, it became an opportunity of love and grace and forgiveness. And within a few days of that, the flag was taken down at the state capitol. It was because of their forgiveness. That is the power of forgiveness to change you, to change our family, to change everything around us. Uh, forgiveness, it's, it's not something you do. It's something God has done. Forgiveness, it's not a gift that, it's not a gift that you give. It is a gift that God has given and when God has given that gift, he's just asked us to pass that gift on to somebody else. And once we recognize that, we recognize forgiveness is not about us. It's about God from beginning to end. And the truth we hang on is that the truth is of forgiveness. It can be very easy to feel guilty in our struggles uh, with forgiveness. I, we all struggle no matter where we are. The problem is with feeling guilty, and I think well, you know what? I'll forgive him. I guess I have to. God's forgiven me. You know, uh, your forgiveness is only going to last as long as the guilt. I, guilt. Guilt is not a great motivator when it comes to forgiveness. Uh, I, just, I just don't think they go very well together. Amen. So instead of feeling guilty, let me invite you to see this. See the fact that God has the power to give the strength to forgive no matter what is happening in our lives. You can see God's power in that story I just shared. Forgiveness is unconditional because of God's power of forgiveness towards us. Um, I think this is really powerful. Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, he, he gives this warning to his protege, Timothy. He says, um, 
in verse uh, 4, 14, it says, Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm, but the Lord will judge him for what he has done. Be careful of him, for he fought against everything we said. You know, I, I believe Paul has forgiven Alexander. Forgiveness and forgetting, I think they're, they're two different things. Forgiveness is about releasing it to God. It's releasing it to God as Paul did. It's releasing to God. Like what happened in South Carolina? They just, they gave it to God. When someone has hurt you, how, how do you heal? Revenge does not work. Repayment does not work. Because unforgiveness, it creates an undertow of emotion in your life. And it takes you to places you do not want to go. If you've ever been, been in the water, water you've been underneath, if you've been caught in an undertow, it's like this, this um, force that just pushes you along and then you're, you're somewhere you don't want to be. And that's what unforgiveness does. You will find yourself saying things you wouldn't want to say, doing things you never wanted to do, being a person you didn't want to be. That is the danger of unforgiveness. I, I've seen unforgiveness destroy families, uh, I've seen it destroy marriages. I've seen it destroy careers. I, I've seen it just destroy someone's spirit. So we release it to God. We trust it into his hands. When you hold on to a hurt, that hurt's only going to become a hate. When you have a bitterness in your life, if, if, you, don't, if you can't release that bitterness, you're going to start resembling that bitterness. You start becoming like the person you won't forgive. You can see, you, you see this happening over and over and over again. So you release it to God. And instead you're saying, saying instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to take revenge, say, God, it, it's in your hands. Instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to be the judge, say, God, it, it's in your hands. I let it go to you. And when you forgive when you forgive like that, it, it sets you free. Um, a few years ago, I was actually reading, I was reading a book on Mr. Rogers, and uh, I didn't highlight too much, but there was one quote that, I, that really stuck out to me I highlighted in, in this book I was reading. And this is what Mr. Rogers said. Um, it said, the only thing evil can't stand is forgiveness. Imagine evil disappearing in the atmosphere of forgiveness. And we can see that with what happened in South Carolina. What was meant to, to cause more division, what was meant to cause hate, instead brought people together and, and it showed a love, that, an example to the world on what forgiveness looks like. Um, so uh, today we actually uh, have a chance to share communion together. And during this time, I want to give everyone the chance, including, my, including myself, to ask Ask uh, for God's forgiveness for the sins and release the weight of the sin before God. I want to also give you a chance, if there is someone in your life that you have not released into God's hands, uh, to have that opportunity to forgive. I want to give you the chance to be free of that today. And you can walk out of here a new person, not primary for their sake, but for yours. If it is a relationship worth fighting for, um, you know, start, it's a process. Start the process of forgiveness. If it's a relationship you're like, I, I, I don't want to end, I, I want to make it whole, start that process. Um, if it's a, a spouse, a coworker, a neighbor, a friend, what, 
Uh, would you connect with them this week? Would you start that process of forgiveness? Um, God's forgiveness for us is immediate. But when it comes to forgiveness for others, uh, it, it takes time. It's, it, like I said before, forgiveness can be some of the hardest things that we do. So would, would you do that this week? As we take communion, would you, if there's someone you're holding on to, would you be able to release that to God and say, Lord, it's in your hands? And if there's someone you're like, man, I, I need to forgive this person or I need to let that go, would, would you do that this week? So let's pray. Uh, pray, Father, th- thank you for forgiving us. Um, Lord, would, would we feel that we have been forgiven? And, and Lord, if, if there is someone I need to forgive, would, would I now release that to you, Lord? And some, some of you who just prayed that, it's the most courageous prayer you've ever prayed, and I release it to you. And, and maybe some of you might be able to pray that. If you're not, um, you know, pray, Lord, Lord, I'm, 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 I'm willing to be made willing to be able to forgive. I just, I just, I, I, I don't know how, or I'm not there yet. Um, Lord, would you show me the way? Show me the way that I could start a process to be able to forgive. Uh, Lord, we are so grateful for your forgiveness. Uh, we're so grateful that we've been shown your, just your forgiveness through the gospel of Jesus Christ, Lord. In your name I pray, amen.